Welcome back, everybody. It's CouchCast number 20. Yay! And 20. even more folks on this couch. So I am Master Torgo. Dr. Varg. 80s Jeff. Deeb. And Adrian. Ladies well, on the couch. Free. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> we have ladies on the couch. Everyone's appreciating it out there in Radio Land. <laughs> We're That's real good. live girls. <laughs> With boobs and everything. <laughs> Cue the Motley crew. Uh, no. <laughs> no, let's not. I pretend we never did. <laughs> and a shout out to Paul, who is on a boat. Yes, go boatman. <laughs> he's he's supposed to send us a video of him doing the uh, the, uh, no, just the Lonely you, Island song. Just because you want it doesn't mean he's going to do it. He has a webcam on his laptop. I made sure of that. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> you know, I can say something. I'm if we no, well, was, well, the main reason was to try to see if we could get. Um, a little clip of him on the show, but the the uh, the reason for his wife is that so they can video chat. That's very sweet. <laughs> and other things, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. No, I there don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, so it's week in geek time, Barry. I have this weird amalgam of news. It's just, just kind of weird stuff all over the board. That's always the best kind. Oh, but you yeah. don't want to forget the most important thing of this date in history. What's the most important thing? You don't know what September 8th means in geekdom? It means 10 days to my birthday. It means my rent's 8 days overdue. Think September 8th, 1966. I wasn't born yet, so my answer is void. Star Trek premieres on television on the NBC. Original series. So, oh. so happy forty third birthday, Star which, Trek. Which which one? The pilot, the cage, or no? This that was when the uh, the second pilot aired, yeah. which actually wasn't even the second pilot. It was no man has gone before. Uh, it was the, the man. one with Clint Howard. No, it is it the one with Salt Vampire with uh, James R. Kirk? No, that was the second pilot, Arthur. which appeared... I think that was the yeah. third episode aired. He knows what I'm talking about, because he's a true Trek man. You, however, I'm a are a second fakie. pilot where no man has gone before. He's a Trekker. I'm a Trekkie. When, when he, when, when the, yes, when he makes the gravestone, it says James R. Kirk instead I'm a of James T. Kirk. <laughs> I'm Trekling. Trek but yes, The Man Trap premiered September 8th, 1966. So, Ray's vampire tries to kill Kirk and crew. That's the first dorky, one they put. That was the first Raise your trunk, yes. folks. <laughs> wait, wait. We actually have Star Trek experience glasses in our cupboard. We uh, go get those. Of course you do. <laughs> and of course we had to reveal that. Apparently, it's also Dreamcast anniversary, too. Is it? Yeah, it was Snooze. released on 9999 and lasted until January 31st of freaking 01. It tried. It gave it a good try, and now it's a great place for modders everywhere. Paul took off of work for two days so he could play Dreamcast. When it first came out? Yes. Why doesn't that surprise me? That's his vacation. It shouldn't, because every gaming system, doesn't he do that with every gaming system? Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, didn't we take, well, I think we just both happened to have that day off when the 360 came out. I think you're right, but I would uh, like to say that, even though it probably isn't true, I probably did put it in. <laughs> I've never taken a video game holiday. If I'm taking vacation, I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I go at places in my mind. <laughs> I know someone here who's taking a day off for a video game. And yeah. soon, right? Tomorrow, yeah. actually. Midnight, midnight tonight. <laughs> uh, what's it? What game is that? That would be Beatles Rock Band. Yay! Of course Woo-hoo! it is. I'm so Yay! excited. I'm hoping to pick All mine up in two hours. Now. 
Yes, the, the two of us, Adrian and I, are both Beatles fans. She even has a, a Beatles tattoo. It's awesome. Beatles George Harrison tattoos. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, yes. there's there's wow. other Beatles fans in here too. Mm-hmm. We got the ultra premium edition, like I said last time. With the, the guitars are made out of George Harrison. Yes, because <laughs> nice. because we had to because I couldn't get the normal stuff. It was just it had to be Beatles. I just watched the documentary on uh, love being at uh, at the Mirage and how that got started that was really interesting and that George Harrison was a big part of really? making sure that mm-hmm. that program got into uh, Las Vegas. So it's really authentic. So he's, okay. Yeah, well, he started it before he passed on, and then, uh, then, <laughs> then the chaos ensues. Watch the documentary. I believe it's called All Together Now. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it available on Netflix? It might be. I don't know. I haven't looked. Uh, I, for... I saw it on Showtime a few nights ago. It's the only way I've seen so. movies these days. I have to say, all right, we recently upgraded from our original version of the Xbox, the 12 gigabyte shoe, to the Elite. Yes. And the most unexpected joy has come from the fact that it is so much quieter than the original Xbox. This thing just purrs, I would say, just a little bit louder than the PS3, and the PS3 is near silent. Yeah. I don't wow. hear it when I'm playing. I don't hear it when I'm watching a movie anymore. I don't have to contend no. volume-wise against Are you talking it. about the regular Xbox or the 360? The 360. The, 360, the, the new Elite that we got is You guys way had the 12 gig? We, we had the, the old 20 gig hard drive. The very oh first one God. that came out. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even begun to fill my hard drive. You have the 80. You no, have the I have the, 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 the 120. Okay, the 120. I have the 80. Technically, I just have the hard drive from the Elite because the thing's all broken. I just printed out the thing to send it back into, to uh, Xbox, to Microsoft, so they can give me a new one, which I know as soon as I get it back, Powerful it's going to run like a jet engine. And I'm already having problems with something else. What's so that? you have the controller. It's not holding like a charge anymore. I have to keep it plugged in. Oh, it's, it's the batteries. Yeah. The, which I told those them. Batteries it's like are a cell cheap. phone. Yep. You know, they're nickel metal hydrides. They develop. They, they they have maybe a year's worth of usage out of what them. What else is going to break them. on the damn thing? Well, it's not a breaking thing. It's just the nature of batteries. Battery technology has not advanced much in the last 50 years. No, that's one thing. But then the, the Elite broke. That We already had this discussion. Where every, everyone <laughs> yeah. in the room had a broken Xbox. At one point, yeah. 100% I never have. fail rate. Yes. We've, we've, I've we've never had a broken twice. one. I never have. Okay, you technically have one because our shit is like... <laughs> Well, yeah, yours was in the living room and mine was in the spare room. So now yours is getting shipped somewhere and, and mine's in the, in the living room. room. And you have not had an Xbox 360. But that is correct. you had one, which I'm encouraging you to get one, <laughs> it will break. <laughs> so well, it's it's but only if you use it night and day like they do. It apparently depends on the date of manufacture. Like our, our new Elite was manufactured this year with the new chipset. And they, the yeah. new chipset is supposed to run cooler as well as quieter. I've heard that. Because I remember and, uh, when Skills bought his. It uses less energy. Yeah. Remember when Skills bought his? Yeah. It was loud and it was hot. You well, know, he bought the Elite as soon as it came out. Yeah. So. I think this is perfect fodder for one of those prayer ratio scientific studies. Prayer ratio? Yeah, you have a, the control group of people who just own Xboxes. And you have the experimentation group of the people who pray that their Xbox doesn't break and see if prayer works. <laughs> nice. nice nice all right well let's check out what's in the news yes. uh let's start with something uh kind of general uh box office numbers for this weekend yeah, what's final final destination 15.5 million 
And that was number one. As number one, people like seeing teenagers die in weird and strange ways. Well, we nothing did nothing new opened last weekend specifically, did it though? No. See, it's kind of been a gamer. couple of weeks old. These movies. Is gamer a week old? Oh, gamer. Gamer, gamer just came out. Yeah, that was well, that hit Friday. That well, got what twenty percent rating. I'll on get that in a second. Inglorious <laughs> Bastards still fifteen million. Yay! Not still, bad. Still going yeah. tough. Yeah. Nice. Uh, all about Steve, thirteen point nine. This is a movie that got five percent on the Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, rating. people are hating this left and right. It's a romantic comedy. Women are going to go see it. Million. It's mm. a. It's a. What is it? It's Sandra Bullock. Oh, that Stop one. It doesn't even guy. look good. No, but it's but a romantic never, comedy. You've and, never seen a romantic comedy that looks good. To you. Yeah, seriously, and, and what they put out. I mean, but you have all these women. Yes. That those are really the types of movies they like to go see. So it doesn't matter what it got. They'll go see it. All right. Question just for the guys. Um, what is a romantic comedy that you actually enjoyed? I've liked a, I've liked a few. Well, it wasn't, I would even call uh, Knocked Up a romantic comedy if you come down to yeah, it. Yeah, I would too. Crap. It was funny. Overrated. Knocked Up was funny. I liked... I don't know. Princess Bride. Would that be considered a romantic comedy? Yes. I noticed that, that you guys good. own Love Actually. Which counts as oh, a yes, yes, exactly. one. Love actually is a Have you even one. watched that one yeah, yet? Yeah, of course I have. Okay. It's good. Well, I just know your 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 hit versus. I have no problem with, with romantic comedies. I have problem with bad romantic comedies. Yes, yeah, so no, super I'm not cheesy, about that. I'm over the about top. Your, yeah. your actual viewing percentage of the DVDs that you own. I, I mean, like Pretty sure Woman is still uh, like the king queen slash. You know, I, I like I, LA Story. Yeah, I remember going to see Pretty Woman with my mom years and years and years ago. And I saw it again on, my mom wanted to see it. My mom wanted to see it. That was her birthday present. I took her to see it. All right. All right, all right. After anyway. reading the note you left on the kitchen table. No. <laughs> mom, I want to see this movie. Anyway, and, and it was on Cinemax the other day. And I'm like, wow, this movie is really bad now. It's just, it does not hold up. Well, my, it does not hold up. Well, my favorite. The fashion alone is great, though. I'll I'll fashion. leave that to you because I am fashion illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think my Look favorite cargo rom- shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> favorite romantic comedy of all time has to be Escape from New York. What's next? How is that? Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> How is that a romantic comedy? Well, Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken sees the woman being dragged off and does nothing about it. Comedy. <laughs> gotcha. But I'm bummed. I love it. All right, let's see. Uh, former UFC champion Quentin Rampage Jackson is in Vancouver to star as B.A. Baracus in the upcoming movie <laughs> version of the A-Team. Yes. Hey, folks, if you keep seeing them, they'll keep making them. A-Team. B.A. Baracus, how can anyone but Mr. T fill those shoes? I don't know. Well, that's the big problem with all these remakes is they all have these names attached to it. Nightmare on Elm Street. You know who else? Well, and with the original people still alive and kicking. Not Hannibal. And every well, that's true. He's playing Hannibal. Liam Neeson. I can get behind Liam Neeson. I can get behind that as well. And Bradley Cooper as Lieutenant Templeton, Face Man Peck. And Jerry Mathers as the Beaver. Get the hell out! That should be in public domain now, right? Wait, we're a review-based show. We have we can we can get around that license. I think we we can call that satire. A team is near and dear to my heart, so I hope they don't fuck it up. Wait, so A A team is near and dear to your heart? I like the A team. Okay, look. When I grew up, I grew up with Dukes of Hazard. Doesn't mean that you know any movie of the Dukes of Hazard is going to be near and dear to my heart. Even the original Bo and Luke are near and dear to my heart. (laughs) 
It's just <laughs> what were, memories what were from the other yes, cousins, yes. the identical cousins. I can't Daddy remember. Duke? No, on the, on the <laughs> identical the cousins ads. all around. The, 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 the they look alike that they tried to get in to replace Bo Coy and, and Vance. Yeah, that's right. Jesus that's right. Coy, who and what? Coy and Vance. There was, the, there was a, a dispute with the contracts with the original yes. two actors of Bo and Luke, and so they just recast them as their cousins, yeah. Coy and Vance. Plop! It was such a piece of shoe. Yep. Wow. That's and, awesome. and they lasted what one season? One and season. They, they got the and contracts then they back, back up. Wolpat and uh, Snyder. Snyder. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, here's some good movie news. Uh, the Hollywood studio behind a film based on The Hobbit, not The Hobbit, a film based on The Hobbit, mind you. Uh, <laughs> that way they get around those pesky little details of the book. Uh, and trustees for the author J.R.R. Tolkien's estate said on Tuesday they settled a lawsuit that clears the way for The Hobbit the movie. Yeah, it was them, New Line Cinema. It was based on the, the lawsuit was originated during the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm-hmm. They filed of, it against New Line, uh, seeking more than $150 million in profits from the Rings movies that it was owed. Now, given that it made about $2.9 billion in worldwide box offices, eh, $150 million isn't that much, if you think about well, it. Well, they, they were supposed to get something like 7% of the box office take or something, less fees and whatever, and they didn't buy New Line's numbers. That New Line said, well, we spent this much on advertising, yeah. you know, and, and right. part, part of the dispute made that was, argument. Well, part of the dispute was that they had to pay AOL, like, for advertising, and the Tolkien family was like, well, wait, you own AOL, or a- Time Warner owned AOL and New Line at the time, so, so they're like, well, this, wait a minute. It doesn't matter. It yeah. always happens. I but, mean, it happened yeah. with Watchmen. Everyone's yeah. crying, I want my $2. Well, exactly. the most important thing is that the lawsuit yes. now is, is over, so The Hobbit can proceed, yeah. which will be made into two movies by Guillermo del Toro. That's diggable. I and it's produced by Peter Jackson's company. What a great combination of fat-bearded men. I love it. <laughs> yes. I know how you like fat-bearded men. Well, Peter Jackson's not always fat. <laughs> but bearded. He's not now. <laughs> he what, he used to be. Uh, oh, yeah. he fluctuates. You can he tell does. like the beginning of filming of a movie, and then the middle of the filming of a movie, and then the end. Now I he looks just like six saw. Skinny. Oh, yeah. They had a clip of him from Comic-Con, and he looks like ill thin yeah. right now. Like I'm wondering if he got like... The, now he the can afford lap band drugs. surgery or something, exactly. and it's called stress. Because <laughs> I mean, he he just looked totally emaciated, and I was just like, ooh. Well, speaking of stress, there's a little bit of news I got slashed off. Now, before you before you move on, I want to say that if you speaking of fat bearded man in Comic Con, if you ever get a chance to see Guillermo del Toro speak, and that includes commentaries or whatnot, it doesn't matter. Check him out. He yeah, is entertaining, funny, foul mouthed, brilliant. He is brilliant. I heard him at Comic-Con, and I agree. Um, cool. It turns out, combat veterans with post-traumatic stress disorder are being provided with a U.S. Army-sponsored virtual world in Second Life to help deal with their condition. It's developed by the USC's uh, uh, Institute for Creative Technologies, and it's hoped that the veterans-only virtual world coming home and its planned activities will promote conversations that can help reduce post-traumatic stress disorder, or what humans refer to as shell shock. So, Cheaper than Battle therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Wow. Shell How shock. does that work, exactly? Therapy in Second Life. I guess if they can't all make it to therapy or whatever, they can all hang out in Second Life and talk about the war. It's, it's, a, it's a form of, uh, gosh, what's the psychological term? It's a... Uh, therapy. <laughs> no, no, there, there's actual uh, an actual definition for that, but by by 
creating an avatar, an, another person that you are controlling, it's easier to deal with the it's, things it's that happen to you because it's connected. not you. Right. It's it's someone else. So you're you're distancing yourself from it, and you're able to talk about it. And well, not open to up mention for a lot of people, it's easier for them to make connections and talk about yeah. things when they're not face to face with someone. Okay, so then how is it that whenever I go into MMO, I don't want to talk or deal with anybody? Because, because we're going to play hermit. and kick ass and, and kill things <laughs> and not to talk to people. So Second Life is is the MMO without combat. You are more comfortable by yourself at home on the sofa not <laughs> no. talking to anybody Second than out life? in a room full of people. Second Life is like a BBS, but with an avatar. Okay. Yeah. You know, you just go in a big Plus giant chat room, but you get to they, dress up your house like you used to in Star Wars Galaxies. They found it's easier to talk to somebody that's so you can completely be a anonymous dancer. that you don't know that you may never talk Possibly to, to again than to talk to people that are close to you. I got it. It's like John Gabriel's greater internet dickwad theory. I have that t-shirt. <laughs> Normal person plus anonymity plus audience equals total, total dickwad. Dick Hence why I like to be alone. Thank you very much. There you go. That's the Baron's chat thing. Yeah. Chuck Norris and your mother's a whore. Yeah. <laughs> What's that other shirt say? I put the O in Ohio. Nice. That's why I don't buy t-shirts online anymore. Jesus Christ. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Uh, ten ton. Oh, I got a couple Star Wars things. Ooh, fun. Uh, Ten-Ton Hammer has an inside scoop on Sony Online Entertainment making a new browser-based massively multiplayer game based on Star Wars. Browser-based? This is... Well, uh... Now, remember, Sony Online Entertainment made Star Wars Galaxies, and we know what a shit turkey that turned out to be. But I still like EverQuest 2, and I stand by that It statement. started off with such potential oh, yeah, and quickly was flushed down the toilet. And we, we've dragged that topic through the mud a lot. But yes. anyway, rumor has it that it'll be run on the Free Realms platform. Uh, it's oh, generating okay. a lot of buzz. Uh, quoting, former and current Star Wars Galaxies players can still remember the sting of the new game experience that changed the face <laughs> of that game. SOE has repeatedly said that they've learned from their mistakes and they plan not to repeat them. Yeah. <laughs> I say that all the time. Memory stick, Betamax. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if SOE isn't expressly targeting the hardcore segment this time around, they, unlike BioWare, have, won't have quite the same initial level of expectations to deal with. So... If they're on a browser-based thing, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be all right. Maybe it'll be like those little mini, it'll be like a little mini MMO with Star Wars. Some browser-based games are good, and some are utter garbage. Remember Yoda so. Tales? <laughs> I like no. Yoda Tales. Yoda Tales was great. The uh, when I think browser games, as far as MMOs go, I think of, of Kingdom of Loathing, which is oh. <laughs> about as browser as it gets. That's so cheesy. Uh, at Comic Con, they were giving away a uh, text-based MMO. <laughs> it's like a choose your own adventure pick up book thing. Oh. you pick up yeah, the book yeah we got that yeah, yeah. We, we call them muds <laughs> but you actually had to have a die you had to have one yeah, you had to roll you your own dice and be oh, honest yeah. about it oh yeah <laughs> you, whatever you just flip to the good part in fact in the I'll back of the book did. that's what I did in the back of the book there's this great part that looks amazing but I looked to where you can get to it you can't get to it from anywhere it's just a tease that's awesome these guys they're, it's Kingdom of Loathing guys are really, really smart um, and the other Star Wars piece of news I have, this is lost here. I have paper, everybody. <laughs> Sounds like Bioware and LucasArts are open to a variety of approaches when it comes to Star Wars, the Old Republic's business model. Uh, a LucasArts president, Daryl Rodriguez, spoke with a GameIndustry.biz uh, rep and said that a variety of payment options may be utilized. They're considering microtransactions. And you start looking at how different communities like Asia, they, the way they play games... 
and their MMOs are largely supported by microtransactions, not just the subscription model. So, who knows? Maybe the game will be free, but if you want a cool lightsaber, you got to throw them a buck. What do you think? I had never liked yeah. that aspect of it. I'd rather play the subscription and earn my way through it, I guess. Well, and then you don't have to worry about it. You've got access to everything, and yeah. you can I, just I go. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm... I'm starting with a partial game, and I have to buy more pieces of the game if I want to enjoy myself. Pain! It's, it's, it's one thing table. to buy an add-on area or so on, an expansion pack. Yeah. That's another whole thing when it gets into, you know, upgrading equipment. I don't know how they would have different pricing models, different business models based on different areas of the world, because it's got to be the same game right. experience. Well, it's it's... It's like how EA does their microtransactions on their Xbox games, uh, Finish Godfather 2 and whatnot. You can buy cheats, essentially, on their stuff. You can open up all the weapons in the game from the beginning. You do that every show. Just put that anywhere. <laughs> I dropped a That's guitar. why we can't have nice things. That's why the freaking button was broken. Shut it! <laughs> but so... And I'm put off by that because, like, sure, if I want to throw some extra money at them, I can open up everything in the game to begin with and play through the game with everything. But I don't know. For some people, that might be fun. For me, I like to earn my way through a game. I agree. I don't like the idea of having some little kid with a lot of money come buy his way past me. But I guess the part, yeah, I guess that's the part that I don't like is that if it's exclusive to microtransactions, if I am fighting. W- with a guy by my side, he has the purple lightsaber, and I have the blaster, but the only way I can get the purple lightsaber is to shell out five bucks. Fuck them. I agree. Fuck them. In the <laughs> mouth. <laughs> I gotta stop for a second here. This is so funny. Every time we do a couch cast, Barry has his laptop open, and he has about ten browser pages so that we have all the news ready to go, as well as a notepad with uh, the, the stories in order. And I'm sitting here watching him flip through pages of the news to do this couch cast, which is so different than. <laughs> well, and he than still has I'm his laptop. I got a laptop. And, and, I got and he paper. still has the laptop too. It's just. It's, <laughs> I need a it's, news ticker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, where's, your, where's your teleprompter too, so you can pretend read the pages into the teleprompter? Whatever. <laughs> Take two has settled with shareholders to the tune of twenty million dollars over the hot coffee debacle. It, uh, they bring the details in uh, Ars Technica. Uh, the scandal led to a media panic because it was assumed the sexual content was easy for children to get to. This was for Grand Theft Auto, for yeah. people who don't realize. Yeah. Or that sex themes were becoming common in games, which they aren't. And that sexual content was not easy to get to. I looked at you. Yes. I okay. couldn't do it. Rick performed all the tasks necessary to unlock the hot coffee in Grand Theft Auto. It is next to impossible. Well, you have to friggin' hack the thing, first of all. No, we, he didn't hack it. He just went through all of the steps to do it, and it was ridiculously hard. Uh, it, it took him, like, a good ten tries, so over, well over an hour just to get in to do it. And then, once you get it unlocked, it really wasn't anything... No. It, there, it was big stupid. It was, it was sexual motions... But both characters are completely clothed, so it wasn't like, oh my god, there's nudity in the game. It was, it was. I would say the the God of War sex oh, scene yeah. in the beginning was the God much, of much War more was way more explicit. But yeah. I just like saying titillating, so. titillating, <laughs> like titicaca. 
<laughs> the problem was with Take Two that they weren't being forthcoming with the shareholders, and they were doing everything in their power to be like dicks over the whole thing. Right. So, but uh, again, they had every right to be dicks because there really was no issue. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was a piece of the game that, you know, it, it wasn't even part of the game. Yeah, you it had wasn't... to jump through hoop and hurdle yeah. to. To find and, it, and, and apparently it was originally part of the game, but when they were told to take it out, you, you know, with they just with, broke the code as, off. Yeah, I was gonna say as as complex as these games are, and we have a friend that programs games for a living, so you know, one of these days we might have him on to talk about this. But you can't simply take something out of a game because once you do that, if you rip that code out. It's it's like a domino effect. It affects every other part of the game. Yeah. So it's easier to simply lock out that segment of the game, which yeah. is what Take Two did. But somebody somewhere with a, a mod on his yep. you know, you his had, system, you had the mod. He had to stick yeah. a card in there and to pretty much open up that code. Yes. Yeah, somebody went there. You had to want it badly. It went through the code probably line by line and said, Ooh, what's this? This isn't an active part of the game. And, and let me ask you this what about Oblivion, Elder Scrolls? Uh-huh. Why is it that people gave that game such a hard time when you it did not ship with nude models? You had to like actually mod the game with the, third-party mods to put people nude. Are you talking people, about the PC version? The PC yeah. version. Yeah. The people that had the hard time with it are people that don't understand how video games work in general. When you say mod to the average layperson out there, they really don't know what the hell you're talking about. But if they're... Somebody has modded it, and they see this game, and people are walking around with nude character models all through there. They assume it's in the game itself, because obviously you're seeing it in the game. They don't realize that you can actually third-person affect the programming of the game. Yeah, they don't realize somebody has spent hours and hours of time that was never a programmer for the company. Well, in most cases, it was never a programmer for the company. They've sat down, and they've toiled in front of their computer for you know hours and days on end and then released and said hey look what i did and right. put it out there for people to download and still the the biggest plus of pc games over console games is the fact that you can, a lot of tools are out there usually released by the company itself to make changes or add content to the games and make it open source for anybody to attempt it who would like to do so now you all because of your demographic you're dealing with horny nerds yeah. so someone's yeah. always going to do a naked nude file I'm for any game nerds yeah. are horny well the the left I, just recently i saw a video clip of left for dead mm-hmm. the pc version where they've made the the female character Zoe? Like, yeah like she's like completely naked yeah. and, why why? Because you're I, because somebody with wanted to do boys it. Yeah. Who are or learning to how to use the computer. Play the game. You don't have time to look at naked chicks. They're zombies. They're teenage boys. They'd never survive the zombies. How much, but, but, how much you know, sleep did you get when you were a teenage and, boy? Well, yeah. we, we, we say bet. teenage boys, but the actual demographic tends to be that okay. 18 to 35 range. 18 to 35. But, so. but, uh, even, but okay, you, we just scripted two different things there. The demographic of the average gamer is, yes, about... You know, 35, 36 years old as far as average right. age. However, if you do the average age of the person who creates the nude mod for PC games, I think it's going to skew quite a bit younger. Yeah, yeah, probably in the late late teens, early 20s. Unless it's, you know... Unless it's some prodigy genius that's, you know, 15 and doesn't know what he's programming. Hey, look what I did. I don't or know what that means, but hey. some 40-year-old who's still living in his mother's basement and... 
that has that police injunction on him. Yeah, <laughs> I've only ever modded a few games. My favorite was when I modded Wolfenstein 3D. Yeah, I'm that old. And uh, I took all the character models out and just left their feet. So the game was really, really hard. <laughs> so all the Nazis were invisible. Nice. You hear this, Mein Lehmann! From, where, where'd it come from? Oh, there he is, shooting me. Nice. <laughs> That's all I did. I don't know what you guys have. Well, it's more than I have, sir. What else do we got? Well, okay, here's, I got a couple stories that right. no one gives a shit about. Oh, oh yes, our Yay. favorite segment of the couch Okay, number one, <laughs> as soon as they say his name, you're not going to give a shit. John Rambo yep. <laughs> could track anyone or anything on Earth. Now, the mil- this is the plot of Rambo 5. Wait, 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 wait. I thought they were done. Yeah, I, thought I thought the thought... last Rambo was it. You thought wrong! <laughs> John Rambo could track anyone or anything on Earth. Now the military desperately needs him for a mission that his ultra-sensitive instincts tell him he should refuse. Wait for it. Uh, <laughs> this is shit. A beast is loose somewhere north of the Arctic Circle. Beast. It has already decimated a secret research facility. A beast? And annihilated a squad of elite military guards. And oh, the raging boy. creature is headed south towards civilization. That ready to like wreak predator. bloody devastation. Now, wait and a second. Government... Where's this going to air? The Sci-Fi Channel? I don't know. <laughs> this is horrible. He right started... after giant snake the beast. and killer fish. He started reading this to me at dinner, and I, t- I didn't even... I stopped listening. I was like, what? <laughs> All right, I will admit this... at really enjoying the <laughs> last Rambo movie. Jump the shark. Yes. I liked the last Rambo movie. It was so over-the-top, ridiculous. I mean, it yeah. knew what it was. You want some, here's some. Splat. That yeah, the the, the, the the ridiculous over the top deaths were were unbelievable. I think they should have ended with Rambo the uh, I, Nintendo game, which I enjoyed. I don't need Rambo versus Sasquatch. <laughs> Although I was just at GameWorks a couple of nights ago, and there is a brand new Sega standee Rambo game with with twin gun controllers. Wow! Oh yeah, and they're, they're, it had I, I didn't get to see new. the full gameplay, but it had video clips. How in the old game. is Sylvester Stallone? Uh, he's in he's his gotta be 60s. late 50s, early 60s. I think he's early 60s. Yeah, my parents' What's age. that movie coming up soon that like IMDb. everybody is in it? Like he is in it, and Jean Claude Van Damme, like all uh, Dolph all the Lundgren, old action stars. All what? the all the eighties action stars are in this one like Dirty Dozen style movie coming awesome. up. Awesome! What is that? Oh, we're gonna I don't have know. to search for that now. Uh, IMDb, IMDb it. it. Deb, are you the on Deb it? Deb is yeah. on it. Cool. Right on. I want to see that film. See. Me, I'm hoping that these Rambo films come out, Rambo versus the Crazy Beast, in hopes that they have a whole bunch of versus films. I mean, they had Freddy versus Jason. Which now they fine. got Rambo versus the Giant Beast. Technically, it was Bruce Campbell versus Army of Darkness. How about Rambo versus Freddy? Uh, the Fantastic Four versus so and so. Rambo versus Commando versus Kindergarten Cop. I know they yes. did the comic, but I still want a film version of Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Versus Rambo versus Martin Sheen from The West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about Martin Sheen from The West Wing versus Martin Sheen from Apocalypse Now? Versus Martin Sheen from The Dead Zone. Ooh. Ooh. The Wayback Machine is on tonight. <laughs> Just so you know, Sylvester Stallone is 63. Uh-huh. According to IMDb. He's a year younger than my parents. Wow, he's old. We're going to have to start hopping in the TARDIS for some of these uh, <laughs> these movies. The way back machine. No shit. Okay. Second story that no one gives a shit about. Hit me. Bum, bum, bum. Now, the second Twilight movie is arriving early in Northern Utah. Oh, you don't have to go any further than that. Sort of. Obviously. The theme of Utah's largest corn maze this year is New Moon, the sequel to the popular Twilight saga. 
Although the movie doesn't arrive in theaters till November 20th, this 24-acre corn maze opens September 24th and continues through October 31st. Aerial photos show that two separate Twilight-themed maze patterns at Black Island Farms have already been cut into the corn. A Team Jacob and a Team Edward. Wow. Uh, uh, well, I, I do believe hurts. that the uh, chick who wrote Twilight's Mormon, so it she makes sense fine. that Utah would feel the need to give an ode to her. And uh, I don't ever want to go to that. Yeah. Never. The idea no of a corn interest. maze is to enter and then eventually conquer the labyrinth by finding the exit. Getting lost is part of the fun. Getting lost in a twilight maze is like, like dying. We'll call that a cornhole maze. Again. <laughs> uh, and th- I don't have this on the news, but uh, they're, I-, I read about this and I saw a picture of it. They're releasing a, uh, it's a, n- a new edition of the uh, Lee Bronte novel. Um, what's it really? But I know it's the sea monster one you're talking about. I don't know. But on the, it's an Lee Bronte novel. It's a real popular one. And uh, on the right top cover, it says, this is Edward and Bella's favorite book. Oh, Lord. Are you serious? I, I wouldn't kid about that. <laughs> so it's a book within the book. Yeah. Just like J.K. Rowling. But it's done. a real damn book. It's... Well, J.K. Rowling has done that, too. Like with Harry Potter, and right. they reference Tales of Beetle the Bard. Oh, and okay, she yeah. wrote the book, Tales of Beetle the Bard, and published it. Now, I, don't th- I think this is along the same line as the uh, Jane Austen uh, Pride and Prejudice with Zombies. Okay. And so it's a spoof yeah. take on then it. It's, it's moving no, on. there it is. Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights. Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights, and now it has a little sticker on the thing that says. Oh, so, they just, they so just it's just the original made a one. Uh huh. Wow, that's actually smart. Well, they're that's real monopolizing smart. on the cash cow. As far as marketing goes, yeah, I have to say that's a brilliant move. So characters in other books can advertise for older books. Yeah. See, that's how you get people because these kids are going to read Wuthering Heights. I wouldn't do that if I were uh, Stephanie Meyer. I wouldn't allow that, because or, or whoever controls the rights to the book. Because all these little teenage girls who are reading Twilight and they're thinking it's good, they're going to read something real, like <laughs> Wuthering Heights, and say, wow, this is shit that but, I've been reading. But you know what? I know people who are educated and have degrees in literature and will tell you Twilight sucks, but they still love reading it. Why? I don't know. Guilty pleasure type of thing. But you also have to remember that a 13-year-old girl loves Twilight because, oh my God, Robert Pattinson's so dreamy. So they're not going to care about what's good prose and what's is not. that weird they guy that looks like movie, his face though. has gone through a, you know, a machine of some sort? No, that's Edward James almost. <laughs> no, I'm talking about in the, on the Twilight pictures that you always see. That weird guy that you're like... Why do girls think this guy looks handsome? I thought it would be Robert Pattinson. Bizarre. So. Oh, oh, did you find it? Yes. I yeah. think so. Yeah, it's called The Expendables. Ah, That's it. yes. It's in post-production according to IMDb. Got it's going to be coming out next year. No, but I've got uh, the cast. Give me. Jason Stratham. Woohoo. Jason Jet Stratham. Lee. Steve Jet Austin. Lee. Mickey Rourke. Holy um, shit. Mickey Rourke. Yep. This and slice like and slice gallery of Eric Roberts. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Randy Couture, stars and Randy wrestlers. And... I'm yeah. so happy. Wait, hold on. There is a plot. A team of mercenaries head to South America on a mission to overthrow a dictator. Who cares? <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a lot of '80s war movies, right? Doesn't there. it though? It's uh, it's like Executive Decision, right? <laughs> no, no, it's Tropic Thunder. 
They're making oh Tropic God. Thunder for real. <laughs> and real, not a comedy. This, this uh, story from Beyond Hollywood is tagged as The Expendables Said to Destroy Your Senses next August. Hell yeah. Who's directing this? Oh, God. Um, Sly. Stallone is directing. He wrote it. He, wrote, he wrote and it. directed. Of course he did. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course, of course he, did. he did. Hey, I say the last Rocky movie was amazing, and he wrote that. So happy, happy, happy am I. Wow. Well, there was the uh, was story okay, that no one know. gives a shit about, yet for some reason we kind of do. And apparently he's remaking Death Wish. Uh, what? 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 <laughs> I heard that there was a remake of Death Wish on the way, Wait, but yes, I didn't know it who is, was attached to it. According to IMDb, he is doing He's so. remaking Death Wish. Charles Bronson. Okay, click what that and the... say, does it have a character yet? I can't it's actually. In uh, it's on, oh. in development, so you can only view the oh. full page Bronson with the pro version. Bronson better be in it somehow. Wow. Percy better be in it. I'm you can be view angry. the preliminary cast. Google it. I tried. You have to have the pro. Uh, Stupid Google IMDb. I did, it. I did it. It's only coming, coming up with the original. Uh. Here's a piece of what the f- news. Um, Japanese publisher East Press has just sold... 45,000 copies of the manga version of Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> what the... F- All right, well, who re- decided that this would be good? It's been illegal to publish it in Germany since 1945, and the government enforces the ban. There are a whole bunch of unusual application of copyright laws. But uh, Kosaki Maru, Kosuki Maru, Maru, whatever, a 32-year-old editor at East Press, explained why his company produced the manga version. It's a famous book. But there are a few who have read it. I think it's studying material for knowing Hitler, a man synonymous with the devil. And what sort of thinking created that level of tragedy? While his company had no expectations on the manga's sales, it sold 45,000 copies since last November. And that is above the 35,000 copy average of other books in the manga series of East Press. Makes me wonder if you get it on the Prussian Blue websites. I think it was... uh, I think it was Geekology that said, I cut some stuff out about problematic history of Mein Kampf in Germany because, holy fuck, there's a manga version of Mein Kampf. <laughs> <laughs> That's manga Adolf Hitler. In all caps. Seriously, that, what the hell? That's audacious, I have to say. That's, That's yeah. ridiculous. Well, now, did they say that they take any liberties with it, or is it really just... I saw a couple pages. It's, it's Mein Kampf the comic. What the... Why? Why would you do that? Well, it's, I mean, it is technically it is a historical document. It, it, it is. It's, yeah, I guess it has is. Has anyone ever tried reading it? Maybe no. we had I mean, to it's, read. It's, it's you know, very, I've read bits and pieces. Thorough. It's it's boring for the yes. most part. It's oh. very boring. We and, we read chapters of it oh. when I was in history, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't understand. People are just North buying this. the manga just to buy it. I've always been curious, but. I don't want to buy it, and I don't want to get it from my library because I don't want to get tagged by any cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think the they do that? List. I'm sure they do. Of course they oh, do yeah. that. That one's a definite tag on the book. terrorist watch list. Yep, you you're immediately you. on it with that one. But you know, you my, my, dad, my dad actually owns a copy of it, and he's Jewish. Whatever that says, I don't know, but... Uh, yeah, it's a know-your-history type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But then again, Todd, you, you, you tend to check out a lot of manga and or, or rather graphic novels from the library, so I'm sure if you checked out the manga version of it, they'd probably <laughs> they be like, blink oh, twice. well. If they have it. Well, maybe Marvel uh, Classics should <laughs> get like in on this. I'd like to see you put that request <laughs> into the Clark County Public Library. Here you go. This is, what the? <laughs> the clerk I, the I just counter, realized something. Rolls her eyes. When, when I tag everything for this, for this uh, couch cast on the site, 
I've got to put Mein Kampf in there. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> what the hell kind of hits are we going to get now? Well, it's not like you write out every single thing we talk about in the... Yeah, in, I you know do. what's going to happen this no, time. No, but I'm talking about in the when we do the Red news flags. nobody cares about. Yeah. Just put it as news nobody cares about. Check it out. FBI's checking our site. Uh, <laughs> hey, FBI guy. Echelon will Like <laughs> we, the show. Want to arrest us? All fans. CIA's welcome. Echelon will listen to the audio and, and tag us. There's peace and serenity in the light. <laughs> Lord. All right, I got two more things here. Right. Um, Are we still in news no one cares about? Or No, no, we're done oh, with that. We're done with that was news okay. that was just, what the f***? Okay. The f- All right. Uh, new photos from Smallville have been made available. Yeah. Right, which show several of the new scenarios and characters in season nine, including the first true image of Clark Kent wearing his new crime-fighting pseudo-Superman outfit. Now, as we all know, he wasn't going to wear the uniform mm-hmm. because he's a or something. No, it was just, he didn't want to. It was part yeah. of his contract when he signed. Because they never, like we've said before, they never meant for the show to go this long. Yeah. He, it was, they were supposed to do the pre-story, but now it's getting to the point where they have to do. Yeah, well, why didn't he want to wear the costume? Because he, I think it, because he's Tom Welling. Though. It was probably something <laughs> to do with that He didn't want to, well, and he didn't want to be the cliche Superman. He didn't want to be I think they're Man. beyond that already, you know? It's yeah. Yeah, I know. Come on. Well, anyway. Uh, they want to be the CW Superman. All right. I'll post a link online, but you can find it anywhere if you Google it. Clark's first attempt at a costume is heavy on the black, with none of the red and blue Superman is known for. There is the trademark S insignia on his shirt, plain as day. But uh, in place of the cape, there's a black trench coat. Please. He looks like Frank Castle. He does kind of look like Frank Castle. <laughs> and I saw pictures of Zod, and he's wearing kind of the same thing. Calm blue. How gritty. Trench coats. <laughs> Superman's in the trench Well, like we said, like we did at Comic-Con, you know, and if you watch the interviews, um, the way Strut the last season ended, yeah. Clark definitely is hitting a, a different angle because he's losing faith in his previous... And of course... I'm talking out my ass because I prefer my superheroes dark and gritty anyway, so. Yeah, I like them dark and gritty, too. <laughs> Todd's like, ooh. They're way more fun. <laughs> I like angst. Oh, Steve Biggs just wrote us, and I asked him uh, who's got any questions. And Steve Biggs says, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Biggs. Steve. Thanks, Biggs. <laughs> Dork. And I got one last thing. Guy Ritchie. Lobo. Oh, this, is, this is amazing to me. Okay, Disney might be buying Marvel, but DC Comics is busy mashing its own heroes into the movie meat grinder, including the decidedly anti-heroic interstellar annihilator Lobo, whose film just landed Snatch Guru. Got Snatch Guru, really? Snatch Guru, <laughs> come on. Guy Ritchie in the director's chair. Yeah. Wow. I love Guy Ritchie's films. And if anyone knows Lobo, it's bloody as hell. Yeah. Bloody, bloody, bloody. But... Will the hyper-violent bounty hunter make a good PG-13 movie? PG-13? Seriously. How can they make that movie PG-13? Well, be really Warner tough. Brothers says, fine. They say he can, they can do it. Well, I don't know. I say more power to them. Of course, you know, reserve judgment. Because I will say, Drag Me to Hell was a PG-13 movie, and it was incredible for a horror film. But it wasn't really gory. No, yeah. but... It was gory. It's that's the whole thing of PG thirteen. You can make it as gory as you want if you change the color from red to green. Well, that's true. Or blue, and, purple, uh, pink. Was Punisher Warzone PG thirteen or was that full? No, that was full. Okay, I thought it, I thought it was, but actually. I wasn't sure. That was so bloody. That was awesome. <laughs> I loved that movie. 
I thought it was going to suck. So, but, yeah, I, yeah I, I was happy. I, I don't know what it is with these movie companies and that stigma of putting a, an R rating on a comic book movie that is truly adult material. And, uh, well, because just, they just they have this broad view of that genre and they feel that it's for younger audiences. Yeah. So they want to make sure that it, they want to keep that PG-13 so parents are more willing to allow their younger children to go yeah, see and, it. And I do know from a, from a financial standpoint, yeah. they say that PG-13 movies make far more money than even PG or R. Yeah. So well, I because don't, it's a broader audience. It's, yeah, yes, more it's people a audience. can go see the movie. It's going to make more money. Right. That's just the way it is. So, it's a business. You know, I, just, I think, unfortunately, it, it tends to restrict artists in how they portray the material. Here's a question. I'm completely unaware of how they do rating systems in other countries. I only well, know Britain's example. They have different rules and regs on what can be shown on TV. Yeah. Yeah. So every every film that's and made uh, both you know here and abroad has to go through a rating system. Uh, mm-hmm. The ratings system, just like the MPAA, in just in other countries. But like, what are their Canadian has system? a different rating system than the United States. It's similar, but it's different. Mexico, English has a a Britain, number rating India. system. Eighteen, I think, is their highest one, and that's just the age of person to go in. Okay. So it's like a fourteen and eighteen, a twelve. So, so like foreign cuts of domestic of films made here in the U.S. have scenes that are missing, yeah. but typically Australia's outright banned films. Yeah, I know they're pretty bad. I know in Germany the equivalent to a rated R film, you only have to be twelve to go see. Really, it's here no. seventeen without a parent. And isn't like the like the British cuts of most films? They take more of the violence out, but they they don't you know they, they don't like cut, the sexy. Man. They don't cut the sex yeah. and scenes, at least but with they cut out British a lot of the TV. Violence. They take out the violence, but yeah. they leave the sex um, and the profanity. Br- British horror films they, I think are they do some that of the sexiest movies, movies out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to change subjects real quick, go back real quick. I just mm-hmm. on silent watched these little blip previews for Smallville. He looks. He's totally wearing all black with his black trench coat. It looks weird. Hmm. I don't know. It's it, I mean, it looks kind I, of Punisherish. He's dark right on the inside as well as out. <laughs> it's not a very good resolution. Wow, no, that one's black and white. And I'm looking but... at Australia's banned film list, and they banned quite a few. Oh yes. Oh my god. And they banned video games left and right too. Orutsuki Doji, Legend of the Overfiend. Of course. Of course. Penis of the Overfiend. <laughs> I spit on your grave. Bad taste? <laughs> oh, man. That's just made an island over. Yeah, it is. <laughs> a Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, was banned for a brief period. Yeah. That was released on VHS and DVD. Why? It's probably yeah. for that little drug scene. Oh, Let's get high. Oh, my God. Seriously? <laughs> seriously? Wow. There's some countries that just ban everything. Caligula in Canada. Well, that that should be banned too, actually. I have it. It's it's a pretty bad film. I have this. I have the extra super special edition. <laughs> of course you do. That comes with its own lube. That's <laughs> right. I command the don't name have of the, the Senate and the people of Rome. The new Blu-ray edition that came out like last year. I don't have a Blu-ray player, but in the long edition, you fail. I don't want a Blu-ray edition of Caligula. What's his name? The guy uh, who who runs Penthouse. Uh, oh, oh gosh. I don't know. Bob Guccione. Okay. He's in the film, like he's got this this hairy jungle mat of, oh, of chest hair thing and going on you with mean the like gold you do. chains. Speaking of Sasquatch, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, and he and he sits there at his desk talking about the history of Rome. Are you supposed to take this guy seriously or what? <laughs> is it I mean, okay? Is it really an? 
very explicit film because yes. I mean like but yeah. like from beginning to end or is it yes because I, I seem to remember that there was an R-rated version way back when and it was like one scene like one 15 minute a portion of the film 15 and then minutes everything is else pretty was, significant that's it we're gonna have a viewing of Caligula and you're, not, and you're gonna watch the entire oh, yes. well it's kind of like you're the same with Last Tango in Paris with Marlon Brando yeah <laughs> yes. but I've is, seen bits of it. And, they cut out a lot that they yeah. won't show in the United oh, yeah. States. When they filmed Caligula, apparently they put in a lot of stuff afterward. Oh, did they? Uh, just, I guess, to spice it up. <laughs> Bob Guccione. So, you got Malcolm McDowell prancing around, and then there's scenes where chicks are just fisting each other and stuff. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Wow. And who doesn't like a good fisting <laughs> <laughs> on TV? That's well, what Smallville's already. missing. <laughs> Fisting. <laughs> Somebody save me. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, what else we got there? That's uh, about it, that's man. Everything? That's the Week in Geek. Week in Geek. Wow. That was now. a quick week. But if you got something to throw at us, write us comments at Ugly Couch Show. Or if you want to make it quicker, throw it under the comments section of the Couchcast itself. Or even I'm better. I'm always watching over that. Or Twitter Donate. us. To the Ugly Couch Show. Use that little button on the right-hand side. Yes, says, we can. We need your money. We can be influenced by your cash. And we will. I'm easily bribable. But <laughs> until the next Couch Cast, I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlog. 80s Jeff. Deeb. And Adrienne. We'll see you next week in Geek. I love you. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs>